your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom, like the guy just said, 608-785-7914 if you want to get in here. Somber day today, yesterday, I mean, trying to trying to take in all the the the, the massacre that happened in Texas and I mean that comes right after two people, one what 15-year-old shot and killed at Logan uh, a Logan High School student. Uh, and just days later, that that massacre yesterday, it's it's really like a, it's just it kind of kind of gets wears wears on you. And uh, the doom scrolling that I've been doing over the last twenty four hours is is getting tough. It's hard to it's it's not it's not like I'm mad about it, but about the doom scrolling i don't mind it but man it's you almost got to take a break and that's what i'm going to try to do today for a little bit uh you we can sound off about what happened in texas now if you want 608-785-7914 um but i do i do have uh i i want to talk i just want to change it up and and talk about a little bit about we're going to talk a little bit about the stock market, a, 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 an impending recession. I don't want to talk. Or I'm not going to talk about how we're going to fix inflation. That's not what we're going to do today. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. Not me so much as uh, Adam Stivers is going to talk about that. He's the UW Lacrosse Assistant Professor of Finance. Uh, he's been doing that six years at UWL. So we're going to talk with him. But more, hopefully, have a have a f- more fun time doing that. The other thing we want to talk about is cryptocurrency. And if any of you get into uh, crypto, Bitcoin, uh, there's there, even cities are starting to have their own coins. We're waiting for lacrosse La coin. Still waiting for that. Downtown Main Street coin. And um, just lately, the, the crypto market, I guess you could call it. I don't even know if you call it a market. Its value drops something like 1.5 trillion dollars 1.5 trillion dollars the pyramid scheme is collapsing on itself maybe into itself i don't know so adam stevers is uh he's he's he knows quite a bit about cryptocurrency and if you have you know your if you have your crypto takes uh, i'm i'm ready to hear him 608-785-7914 so yeah we just want to kind of get away from the, everything that's uh we had you know we had uh Superintendent Dr. Aaron Engel on talked a little bit about the the tragedy at Logan, or not at Logan, but of a Logan student. Haven't gotten word of the other student, or if it was a student. Uh, police called him a victim. He was recovering in the hospital. Both had suffered gunshot wounds. The the one student had died. The other student was in the hospital. I keep doing that. The other person was in the hospital. Don't know if it was a student or not. Um. But they called him a victim, and I was just kind of thinking, like, does that mean there was a third person shooting both of them? But uh, if the two people were shooting each other, they both would be sort of victims, right? So um, just kind of, you know, theorizing what happened there. And maybe some people do know what happened. Uh, Police haven't said anything yet, and we won't know until we know, I guess. Because if you open records request that report, you're not going to get anything at this point. Because they'll just say, ongoing investigation, even though that's not how open records work. 
but we don't have uh, unlimited lawyer fees to sue the police department to have them give us the open records. <laughs> so we'll have to wait. And even if the, even if we did have that, then that would just get wrapped up in court by the time the open records could be sent out. So um, anyway, that's my spiel on, on all of that. Uh, cryptocurrency, we have a lot of funny, there's a lot of interesting and funny stories. First of all, QuickTrip's going to go to a crypto ATM, I think a Bitcoin ATM. So you might see that. It's kind of a maybe even bad timing. Like, hey, what's, we got to get on this crypto game. We got to put these ATMs in here. Oh, what? The crypto market dropped one and a half trillion dollars and maybe everybody's bailing off on the pyramid scheme. Also, is it a pyramid scheme? We can ask Adam about that. Uh, Seth Green, if you remember Seth Green, I, I just remember him from, you know, uh, Dr. Evil's what son, right? His other son, right? Not mini me, but the actual son. Uh and Robot Chicken, Seth Green of Robot Chicken. He had a NFT. NFT is kind of like Bitcoin. It's it's in the same kind of like, I don't know, atmosphere, I guess. Uh, he, had a, he had an NFT of the Bored Ape, which is basically you own a picture on the internet. <laughs> but he had that stolen from him, uh, scammed from him. So I thought that was funny. Uh, Adam has a story. Adam Stever at UWL has a story about Warren Buffett and his take on Bitcoin or maybe crypto. Um, so there's a lot of just kind of just out there stories. There's also this this German programmer who lives here in the U.S. Uh, had like hundreds of millions of dollars of Bitcoin and then forgot his password. So it's poof, it's gone. How many times has that happened? Could you imagine your bank account and you just, that's the only way you could access your bank account was your password and then you forgot it and that was it. There was no way to get it back. You couldn't go to the bank and be like, it's me, it's my money. So... Anyway, 608-785-7914 is the talk text line if you want to get in here. Um, somebody's texting me, is this the wisdom text? Yes, 608-785-7914. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Brad's got to do the news. We'll come back and talk some crypto, some market, stock market talk with UWL's Adam Stever. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line if you got questions. If you want uh if you want stock advice, uh this is not the show to call. Adam Stivers is on with me. He's the UW Lacrosse Assistant Professor of Finance, but Adam, you're not you're not out for giving stock tips, right? Uh well it depends on you know if anyone's willing to pay me for that. Oh, okay. Well um, in general no. Yeah, can we pay you in, do- what is it, Dodgy coin, Doggy coin, Dogecoin? 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 I'd prefer not, but we can get into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, you're a professor of finance, and I, you know, I, I, this stuff, n- neither of these things is my expertise. So, so this will be a fun episode of me trying to navigate things that I don't exactly know, and you know quite a bit about um, because I'm like, hey, inflation, recession, how much do you want to talk about that? And you're like, ah, eh, actually. I'm you're you're more of a nuts and bolts about the the economics and the stock market than predicting. But you you said right before we came on that's kind of the that's kind of the situation for everybody, right? Because this stuff is impossible. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really difficult to predict what the economy is going to do, and I, I think it's even tougher to predict what the stock market is going to do because it depends on lots of things, um, not just the economy, which is definitely the biggest factor, but yeah, that's 
you know, one thing I've learned from my research related to the stock market is that it is very difficult to predict. Um, so, and that's sort of my takeaway from it is I realized, okay, it's, it is hard to predict, so that should drive how I invest. I should not try to, you know, pick which stocks are going to do the best. I should just basically have a diversified portfolio, buy and hold. So, so there's my stock tip, I guess, yeah. for everyone. Well, how about this, though? Over the past two, three years, whatever, we, we go pre-pandemic to post-pandemic. Uh, well, kind of post-pandemic. I just say it because we don't care anymore. But um, were, are you surprised at how the stock market did, you know, in the midst of a pandemic? Like, it seemed like it did very well. If people got into it right before the pandemic, they probably made out, uh, billionaires certainly made out well. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a bit of a surprise to see how quickly and how fast the stock market dropped back in early 2020 when the pandemic was first starting in the U.S. But then, to me at least, it was also surprising that it bottomed out around mid-March of 2020, which, you know, as we know, it's not like the pandemic ended and the economy fully recovered in March of 2020. But the stock market has basically been on a, a tear ever since up until about the end of last year, and now it's started to, to come down some. So, um, you know, it, it was definitely surprising to see how quickly and how much it, it recovered, the stock market, that is. Um you know, I think some people looked at, oh, maybe the effects from the pandemic would be short-lived, but now I think we're seeing that's not necessarily the case. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of factors that went into that. I think one interesting thing, and that's sort of related to, you know, I think later on we'll talk about cryptocurrency, um, that, you know, people were stuck at home in the pandemic, and at the same time, they were getting stimulus checks from the government. So they were stuck at home. They had some extra money some people at least, and thought, why not try investing? Um, and I think that's part of why some stocks in the stock market went up, is people are just sitting around investing. Um, and that's also partly, I think, why cryptocurrencies went up over that time period. Now, you said you were surprised. You said it bottomed out in March of 2020, and then it skyrocketed after that, and that surprised you. It, did it also surprise you that we're coming back down now? Are we are we coming back down, and did that surprise you? Well, I think uh, a lot of people that are study the, the stock market, a lot of financial experts, were sort of expecting that there may be a correction at some point, that, that you know, the market was just on a basically historical run, you know, especially – if you say, well, that was just a pretty short blip there in, in 2020, you know, if you go further back than that, it really haven't had a big dip in the stock market since 2008. And typically it's around every, you know, seven or eight years or so that the, the market falls. So it was like, all right, we thought with, with the pandemic in early 2020, this is going to be the big stock market correction. But it was so short-lived that it was kind of like, well, was that our real correction that we had that, you know, everything is cyclical with the economy and the stock market. So people were expecting that there's bound to be a downturn at some point. So I, I don't think too many people were surprised. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think earnings from companies, you know, company profits were doing really well. So, um, you know, for a while, everything was looking pretty good. But, uh, 
now with inflation and, um, you know, the war with Russia and Ukraine, and also to combat the inflation, the Fed has committed to raising interest rates. All these things are leading now to this downturn with the stock market that we've seen um, over the past few months or so. Yeah, and we and we still have supply chain issues as well. I think that's a big part of that. Um, how do you teach this stuff, mm-hmm. especially now? Did your job just get really a lot harder maybe in the past uh, 15, 20 months? I don't necessarily think so. Um, you know, I, if anything, I think it actually has made people more interested in investing. You know, someone that maybe just heard about uh, GameStop that, you know, I, I talked about on your show last year or, you know, Bitcoin or Dogecoin or whatever. So, you know, I think sometimes it just makes people interested. So you don't have, and then, see, what you're saying is the students aren't just like zombies in your class when you're trying to teach us stuff. They're interested. <laughs> for the most part, yeah. Because otherwise, if you're teaching, uh, you know, ancient Chinese history, a class I took in college, I will tell you that I did not pay attention a lot during class. I was, uh, you know, off. I didn't have a phone to look at either. I had to just look at nothing. I had to stare into the distance. Yeah, or newspaper, maybe. <laughs> right. Well, I think it would have been pretty obvious if I was holding a newspaper in the middle of the lecture. What are you doing, Rick? <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm looking at the stock market in the newspaper. But uh, <laughs> but, but you, w- the other thing, too, is what you're teaching doesn't change. It's just the volatility of what's happening in the market has is, is really gone up and down over the past you know, 20 months. Yeah, it's, to me, it's really the, yeah, the nuts and bolts of it stay the same. It's really just when you're applying it to what's going on in the news, that's, that's what changes. Except, um, except that the nuts and bolts, I mean, the nuts and bolts kind of change when, when a story, remember that GameStop story, if you want to explain that real quick, it's, it, it might not be easy to explain. Um, but, but that, that seems to be like a real hiccup. And in, in when you're trying to teach the nuts and bolts of the stock market, and then something like that GameStop situation happens, or your students like, what the, what the H is this? Yeah, so um, the I guess the short thing of that would be literally short, right? That <laughs> yeah. So um, there were a lot of investors, specifically a lot of hedge funds, shorting, which means they were basically betting against the company, trying to make money by the company going down. And um, so basically, when you short or do a short sale, you borrow the stocks, shares of the stock, and sell them to someone, and then you later go and buy them at what you hope is a lower price to return those shares that you borrowed. Right, and we so and, some, and I should say GameStop, like a, a video game, used video game store, nobody's buying, not nobody, but buying physical video games isn't happening. This also happened with AMC, so a movie theater, nobody, not a whole lot of people going to the movies anymore, especially during that time. So these, you're really trying to predict... Uh, you know what? This stuff isn't going to last down the road. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know short sale it. Right, and like Nokia, uh, Bed Bath and Beyond, those were some other ones that were now have become known as these meme stocks. Um, but yeah, so some people on Reddit sort of said, "Hey, look, there's all these people shorting this. If we all go and buy it and we drive up the price, then the people shorting this stock will have to." go out and buy it as well because there's 
before they lose even more money. Yeah, they'll have to and buy it back from. They tried to do. They'll have to buy it back from us, right? Because we're buying. Because <laughs> we're you're, they're essentially keeping the price up. Uh, you know, maybe not naturally. Yeah, exactly. And you know, yeah, that did lead to to some changes, or at least proposed changes in <laughs> how some things operate. Um, there's one hedge fund that basically went bankrupt from it. Um, they had to get out a take out a loan, a line of credit to stay afloat. Um, so it, it definitely had some big impacts there. And and now it's become a thing where it's not even about shorting and trying to that's called a short squeeze where basically you're trying to squeeze those short sellers to force them to go buy it at a price they don't want to and that's going to drive up the price even more Mm -hmm. um now it's just like hey we should all still go buy it anyway so or you know some random thing happens someone makes a tweet about it or someone uh that's maybe on one of the boards one of these companies buys some shares and announces something about it and then those prices shoot up so, well, I mean, and you could they, say it. I mean, you say someone really weird stocks and you could say it. You say someone tweets about it, but you could just say like Elon Musk tweets that he's going to buy some GameStop stock. And then you watch GameStop stock go, you know, through the roof because that's what uh, certain people on social media's powers they have. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely sort of the case with cryptocurrency um, that when Elon Musk tweets about Bitcoin or Dogecoin, it has a huge impact it's you know we're talking billions of dollars uh impact when he tweets something about one of those cryptocurrencies yeah and i'm disappointed that it's called dogecoin because it was it's a bitcoin sort of like a it's a cryptocurrency that was a joke right it was kind of to rip on Mm -hmm. cryptocurrency um then they should call it doggy coin i mean it could be spelled d-o-g-e but they should call it doggy coin because it's that's part of the dogecoin that's not funny well, I guess it comes from the meme. There's a a meme where they have it called a Doge. So, which which what part of the lesson is this when you're teaching uh, Dogecoin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's Adam Stivers. Well, He's you a. Know, I think it was. Yeah, oh, go, yeah ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say that uh, I think it was when we were in our online classes that I was talking about Dogecoin at the start of one of those, and I think I stopped and said, you know, when I was. Doing my grad school, I, I never thought I'd be talking about this Dogecoin meme stock in one of my classes. But, but you know, when it's in the news and the students are interested in it, then yeah, you got about it. Yeah, you definitely you got to take advantage of uh, the interest the students have in in your classes. Otherwise, uh, if you're just going by the book all the time, nobody's reading the the textbook. I like I, I like to say I'm, uh, on the show every once in a while. There, I only read one textbook front to back ever, so. Um, not that they're meant to be read front to back, but I just I, I just remember only really reading one. Uh, Adam Stiver is the UW Lacrosse Assistant Professor of Finance. He's been uh, he's ra- just wrapping up, right? You just wrapped up year six of that. Yep. Um, so summer off is, or you got to do some work this summer. Well, we always have uh, research work to do. So do you have to publish some kind teaching, of? Uh, do you have to publish some kind of it. some kind of paper or something like that? Yeah, so this is where I can do some research about the meme stocks and cryptocurrencies and and those sort of things. So yeah, and NFTs. If you if you need a publisher, we could always put it on the Wisdom website if you want to do that. If that counts, I don't know if that'll count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency. A- Adam has a story about Warren Buffett that I, you know, you mentioned it. I didn't and before the show. I didn't, I didn't hear it, but I, I had this other one about the guy who lost his password and quick trips going to uh, Bitcoin ATM. So a lot of stuff to get to, but we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line if you want to get in here. Adam Stever, Adam Stiver, sorry, sorry, Adam, I did it again. Adam Stiver's uh, on with me. He's UW Lacrosse Assistant Professor of Finance. Uh, I just, I, I appreciate you coming on in the midst of like a national tragedy that's happened and Texas massacre. And even in Lacrosse, we had a Logan student shot and killed this weekend. And and I just said at the beginning of the show, you didn't hear it, but I just said I wanted to bring, uh, I wanted to kind of get away from the doom scrolling, so to speak, just get away from that that bad omen, that bad news, and just kind of take a break from all of that. So I appreciate you coming on and kind of a weird time to be talking about this, but I just wanted to bring it up because I'm, I'm putting you in kind of a, and now even more so in a funny situation where not funny, but like just a, a, a different situation where this the whole nation is is kind of, you know, in this uh, mourning period and, and backlash uh, over what's happened. But we're going to talk about crypto. So I, I, and, and it's something that I had planned before before all this happened. And I just said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to go with it because uh, it'll be a good break from everything else. So I appreciate that, Adam. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, all right. So we were talking about the stock market and, uh, you know, trying to keep your students engaged by not being zombies, by bringing up things that happen in everyday life. Like the idea, and you probably have done this a little bit, but cryptocurrency it seems to be in a free fall. Um, I said uh, earlier in the show, since November, so the story's not quite, you know, it's probably a couple of weeks old, but since November, something, uh, oh, and the story popped up on me here. I'm, I'm reading a story from... Uh, Bloomberg, I believe, since November, crypto has lost about one and a half trillion dollars in value. Uh, is this also like a pandemic-related, getting uh, maybe headed toward a recession? Is all this stuff related? Uh, like, why why is cryptocurrency in a freefall? Well, I think that may be part of it. That you know, if if investors in general are sort of worried about risk and, and volatility, then they tend to sell off their riskier assets first. So they sell off a lot of their tech stocks, um, you know, stocks like uh, maybe Amazon, Tesla, you know, those kind of riskier stocks. But then they would also sell off their cryptos. So that's that's part of it. And then there are, there's also a uh, a cryptocurrency in what's called a stable coin. It's supposed to be stable. It's supposed to be always at one U.S. dollar. But it didn't work out so well, and now it's almost worthless. I think last I checked, it was around seven cents instead of one dollar, and that sort of had a big ripple effect throughout cryptos. That people are, I think, losing faith a little bit with cryptocurrencies, and that's a very big thing. I think a very big factor that's driving down these prices of cryptocurrencies. Yeah, stablecoin's the 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 ironic one there, right? It's literally called stablecoin because it's not going to be like Bitcoin, where you get a Bitcoin ten years ago and and now it's worth you know a hundred million dollars. I have no idea. Um, but stablecoin, yeah, it's going to always maintain its value a dollar for a dollar, a dollar for a stablecoin. And when did that start? This maybe like oh my god, stablecoin, the thing that's supposed to be stable is now worth seven cents. Uh, what's going to happen to the rest of these you know imaginary electronic uh, computer 
the computer money? Well, I think the at the end of last year, same with this the stock market going down. So again, the you know increase in interest rates that were expected, the Russia and Ukraine conflict, you know, in, investors in general were just worried, so selling off their more riskier assets. But then the last couple months where there's also been a big drop, I think that has been due a lot to the, uh, it's called Terra USD is the stable coin and the, the speculative crypto that's attached to it is called Luna. So this is sort of a model that a lot of them have. They have one that's supposed to be stable that you can use for transactions. Um, and then one that's more speculative, like a Bitcoin, like oh, I want to buy this just because I think the value will go up. That's I think that's all these coins, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like, OK, Adam, if I bought some Bitcoin, I would be apprehensive to ever sell it or or spend it because you had a story. Um, you, you, you mentioned a story to me before the show. Somebody back way back, what, a decade ago had Bitcoin and when Bitcoin was first started, uh, they what? Can you just tell the story about the pizzas? Yeah, so uh, it was let's see, May eighteenth, twenty ten. It was the first known transaction using Bitcoin, or the first purchase uh, ever using Bitcoin in twenty ten. So someone said, "Hey, I'll buy two pizzas for ten thousand bitcoins." At the time, ten thousand bitcoins were only worth forty one dollars, and someone took them up on the deal. Um, had some pizzas delivered, and they exchanged 10,000 Bitcoins for those two pizzas. And now with the current value of ten of Bitcoin, um, 10,000 Bitcoins today would be worth just under $300 million. So basically that person back in 2010 paid $300 million for two pizzas. Yeah, but you leave out the details of this story too because they were two Papa John's pizzas. So I don't know any yeah, more of that were. because I want to know, like, were they pepperoni? Did he get the – I always get the, like, the meats Papa John's pizza. That's that's usually the one. We don't even have a Papa John's pizza here. Do you, any any – you know, being the finance guy, is it just not financially uh, smart to have Papa John's come to lacrosse? What's the deal there? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not part of you. I feel like your students are very, really into that. College students love Papa John's pizza, I think. This, this could be your lesson next uh, in the upcoming in in the fall, just to start right off. No Papa John's, um, but yeah, three hundred million dollars, dude. I wonder what that dude uh, every day of his life, right? Since for the last twelve years, he's been thinking about that, right? Yeah, but I'm sure there's been many others after that, though, that were you know like, oh, this will be cool. I'll buy something with this Bitcoin, and and now they look back like, oh, if I just held on to that Bitcoin, I would have. $30,000 or $50,000, depending on what well, the Bitcoin price is. And when it comes to transactions like that, using cryptocurrency, do are people buying and selling and, and or using Bitcoin often to make transactions? Or do, do people more so have my mentality where if I got a hold of some of this stuff, I would just uh, like a... I don't know, like like a collector's item, I would just put it in the back of the closet and never touch it again. And then 25 years down the road, my you know kids would have to sell it after my funeral on a rummage sale for 10 cents. Well, I think most people do just buy it to speculate that I think this may go up in value. So 
yeah, I'm not buying it to to use it. And it's actually interesting that, um, you know, there's, I think, over 10,000 different cryptocurrencies and blockchain exchanges. So the, the blockchain is sort of the technology that powers the, the Bitcoin. And blockchain actually has a lot of potential to be used for lots of different things. And it could potentially revolutionize the financial industry. I, I think it has a lot of potential. But with cryptos themselves, um, so there's lots of them, and some are used for transactions um, on those blockchains. So they do have some use. But Bitcoin itself, I think uh, it, it varies a lot, but it's typically about 10 minutes for a Bitcoin transaction to get processed. So if you compare that to, you know, you, you use your credit card in the store, it's instant, right? It's like a second, and then it says approved. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were going to pay with Bitcoin, you'd have to stay in there for anywhere from 10 minutes to, depending on the transaction, could take up to like an hour. Depending on your, wait for the would, it, would it depend on your, clear. would it depend on your internet connection? <laughs> like. <laughs> well, it's, I guess the, potentially the connection of all the, the Bitcoin miners, the Bitcoin people on the blockchain that process this block of information. Yeah, because if I'm in La Crescent trying to buy something on Bitcoin, my cell phone never works in La Crescent. I always, I always have full bars, but I never get any internet for some reason. I don't know what that is. All of Iowa is like this, too. So I bet nobody's using Bitcoin over there. Um, but yeah, the, the, I wonder how many times uh, Bitcoin has actually been used. The number of transactions to buy like physical items in the world uh, with a with Bitcoin versus how many times people just just trade off their Bitcoin to somebody else. I'm going to buy some Bitcoin and then three weeks later I get nervous. It's gone up so much of value. I'm going to sell it quick because I'm kind of anticipating it's, it's free fall, which is happening now. It would be interesting because I bet a lot of more people are just trading Bitcoin versus actually using it to purchase stuff. Right. And what I tell my students is I think it's not a very good idea to invest in Bitcoin or really any cryptocurrency for the long term. Um, but if you want to sort of, you know, take maybe a little bit of money and say, I'm going to just play around with it, I'm just going to basically speculate that, hey, maybe in a few weeks, maybe in a year, it'll be at a higher price and I'll sell it then, you know, then, okay, that's that's okay. I, I won't you know say anything about that. But I personally at least don't think it's necessarily the best long-term investment and definitely not something you want to put a, a lot of money towards. You know, you should be investing your money in stocks mutual funds, uh, bonds, those sort of things. I'm just throwing this at you. If Bitcoin, if, if let's just say like the whole world just decided that the, the, the way we get cryptocurrency, we have to mine it, right? Like we have to have these supercomputers. These supercomputers are detriments on the environment. The, the amount of energy it takes to mine Bitcoins, like a, like a coal miner, so to speak, when I say mine, um, is, is, is enough energy to power countries. Uh, it, it, what if the whole world just went, you know what, we're not going to do that anymore because it's just, it's, it's a taking too big of a toll on the, the earth. And then we stop mm-hmm. mining Bitcoin. Would all, would Bitcoin crash or would it be worth just uh, wor- like hundreds of times more what it was worth now? Cause we've stopped it, right? There's a, a finite amount of Bitcoin out there now. Well, they, Bitcoin itself will actually stop issuing new coins. So Bitcoin mining will actually stop at some point. I think there's about 19 million coins out there right now, and they're going to stop at 21 million. Okay. But the issue is to have those transactions, right? So 
not necessarily mining Bitcoin or creating new ones just to process a transaction that uses Bitcoin. That itself, um, let's see, it takes uh, one Bitcoin transaction is typically about how much a typical American home uses over six weeks. So one transaction with Bitcoin um, is about how much energy a, a house uses for six weeks. Oh, wow. So that's the big problem with Bitcoin is that even just processing the transaction. So something's got to change there. There's other alternatives that use less energy, but they have other problems. And I think eventually that could get worked out with the, the blockchain technology that I think that, again, I mentioned earlier that I think that has a lot of potential. But I just don't see the U.S. government or any government really saying, sure, we'll give up our currency and just let you know people are just use a, a cryptocurrency. Or they'll never back one of those cryptos like Bitcoin. Um, and that's how we get that, that stable coin that I mentioned. The reason why it went from a dollar to seven cents, even though it was supposed to be stable, is because it had basically a bank run. People were worried about it, so they took their money out and sold all those off, and then it dropped and basically became worthless. Well, that doesn't happen with the U.S. dollar because there's FDIC insurance. Right? There's not going to be a bank run because the U.S. government is backing the U.S. dollar, but they're not backing any of these cryptos. And that's also another reason why people should be careful with investing too much in cryptocurrencies because they're not protected by any kind of government insurance. All right. So when this dude bought two pizzas for 10,000 Bitcoins, you're saying it was it would be like worth 60,000 weeks of powering a home? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Plus, plus whatever the power usage was to, you know, turn the oven on. So 60,000 weeks powering yeah. a home and, you know, 12 minutes in an oven. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Uh, that guy thinks about that as well. He's like, man, that was a lot of power I used. That's crazy. Like, I didn't know that part of the. I thought it was just the mining process. But six weeks worth of a home to uh, to spend a Bitcoin just seems seems crazy. Also, we're not spending, quote unquote, a Bitcoin. You said there's only 21 million of them. Um, so we're we're probably we're probably carving those up quite a bit, right? Like you could buy like a half a Bitcoin, so to speak. Yeah, you know, places that let you buy and sell crypto, you can specify any dollar amount that you want. So you could buy, you know, point zero 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 one or something of a yeah. of a coin. Um, and you know, the, the sort of argument that Warren Buffett recently made, that you know, you mentioned the Warren Buffett thing earlier, was yeah. that. You know, when he makes an investment, he wants it to be something that's going to pay him money or generate income for him, right? So, like a stock, well, that company makes a profit that you have a you get a piece of that profit, or you buy a bond and they're going to pay you interest, or you buy real estate and you're going to get rental income. But he basically said that he wouldn't buy all the Bitcoin in the world for twenty five dollars because he says, "What am I going to do with it? What's it going to do for me?" And that's sort of his argument. So he's been you know, some people may say, well, he's 91 years old. He shouldn't be the one to listen to with when it comes to cryptocurrency. And I'll admit that I definitely could be wrong as well. Maybe some cryptocurrency does take off and become widely used and have a lot of value. But I just have a lot of doubt about that as, as a speculative investment. And 
yeah. Warren Buffett would agree with me. And I'm, I won't have time to get into this. We we kind of we we didn't get to the NFT part of this. The uh, and and people probably think of NFTs as uh, pictures that you own on the internet. I own this picture, which is you know all photographers can kind of do this, but you can you, you just got to put a little stamp on it. But uh, do you think? First of all, do you think is Quick Trip? Uh, do you think Quick Trip is going to regret? Uh, going to Bitcoin ATMs, they're probably going to, I don't know, maybe it's the company that puts the ATMs in there, but do you think that's maybe too uh, too little, too too late, or maybe too early? I don't know. Well, you know, I th- yeah, I think it's, those ATMs is probably, you know, not Bitcoin, in, or not QuickTrip itself doing it, it's, you know, whatever company owns coin, the, coin source. the ATMs, but... Yeah, CoinSource. Yeah, it's, yeah, so, but... I don't know. I don't really see the the potential so much in there. I mean, but I'm sort of curious how many people actually see that and say, "Oh, I'll put fifty dollars in this machine and buy some Bitcoin." <laughs> um, so I don't know how much potential in that there really is. But yeah, or I put my Bitcoin password into the machine and cash comes out, and then I go buy some three hundred million dollar milk. I quit you. I mean, butter's yeah, two for two fifty. I don't know. <laughs> All right, that's Adam Stiver. He's the UW-Lacrosse Assistant Professor in Finance. Uh, just wrapped up his sixth, sixth year there. Thanks a lot, Adam, for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, got to take a quick break. We'll be back. All right, that's going to wrap it up for a Wednesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. And thanks again to Adam Stivers for coming on, UW-Lacrosse Assistant Professor of Finance. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have a Senate candidate on to talk about, gee, I wonder what we're going to talk about tomorrow. Uh, a lot of things, though. There's a lot of things that I, I want to get on with Tom Nelson. Uh, he's running for Senate. He's actually from where I'm from in the Appleton area. I think he, I think he's a state rep out of Kakana there. So it uh, should be an interesting conversation. Probably going to talk about the incident that happened, incident, the massacre that happened yesterday on top of everything else that I want to get at with him.